Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Britt Frank. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted, for our release, uh, Unleash Your Story. We're so grateful to have you here today. You're going to share your latest book, The Science of Stuck breaking through inertia to find your path forward, which I'm sure a lot of folks can relate to being a lot of people have felt really super stuck the past two years with all the craziness going on. And I know you're going to help them. So it's so wild because I started writing this book before the pandemic. So the the genesis of this idea came from being stuck in addictions and being stuck with some, you know, my personal crazy making stuff. Mm. And then throughout the duration of the pandemic, obviously stuck to turned into a whole new, you know, that word took on a whole new life. And again, I don't think that the pandemic is good. And I don't like everything happens for a reason is not my orientation. However, we're allowed to talk about mental health in a way that we really weren't pre pandemic. And so I'm so excited that the book, the science of stuck is now accessible in a way that prior to the pandemic might have been really squished into a narrow box of I don't have mental health issues. That's just if you survive the pandemic, if you're here, you have trauma where you are as a global community yeah. working through something brand new. So, yay, we can talk about it now. Yeah, and I love that you say that because it's always been taboo to talk about any issues you might having and people assume mental health means like you're on the total spectrum where you need to be in a hospital or something. And there's many levels of of mental health and maybe mental disease and stuff. You're a therapist, teacher and speaker and trauma specialist. Yes. And a lot of people don't think, well, you know, I had a traumatic thing happen. I just let it go in the past. I don't want to dwell on it. But sometimes in order to go forward, you need to deal with it. Yes. And I have clients and I have a private practice. So clients will come to me this year and say, I just feel so stuck. Why can't I do the things I want to do? I wanted to launch this business, but I don't have any trauma. So what's my problem? <laughs> you have three kids and you live through the 2020. 
like, sorry, you may have had a great childhood, but you have trauma. Trauma being defined as anything that exceeds our brain's ability to process and metabolize, which mm-hmm. really can be anything. It doesn't have to be a high level, you know, what we think of abuse, assault, war. Mm-hmm. Trauma is like brain indigestion. Anything that exceeds our capacity to digest mm-hmm. will land in the body as trauma, which means lots of uncomfortable body sensations and feeling crazy and feeling like mm-hmm. I can't do what I want to do, but yeah. it's not a crazy issue. Yeah. I, I love, I, I like that we're going there because there are different levels of being in this space. It doesn't have to be, as you say, you've had a horrible trauma where you're raped or something horrible like that. It could just be, as you say, your brain's just not able to process what's going on. And who could, this has been nutty the past two years. It's been changing people's. And here's a good thing though. Tell me about your perspective because things have been turned upside down on its on its head. It's also allowed people if they have the space to kind of slow down and say, okay, this has turned me on my head. How can I look at this in a way that can um, push me forward in a, in a bigger way and help me to accomplish a greater potential in myself? I love that you named that. And again, it's not this toxic positivity of, yay, this is great, but it's, you know, <laughs> what is it? Newton's first law of motion, that mm-hmm. an object in motion will stay in motion. That's true with habits too. You know, our lifestyle, our routines tend to get into motion and just sort of float us out into these lives <laughs> unless something changes it. And the pandemic, if nothing else, certainly broke open our loop of habitual autopilot pattern, just doing our thing. Thing. And mm-hmm. now we do have the opportunity, assuming, and my caveat is always assuming you have a safe enough place to live and you have your basic needs met and access to resources, which not everybody does, mm-hmm. but assuming you have a few choices, now is a great time to really reconfigure things because we're all in the same boat. Yeah. People who don't have friends, I'm like, great, everyone's isolated and lonely and the pandemic mm-hmm. highlighted, we all need friends, cool. So now we're all in the boat of let's go out and meet each other. And we're all in that same mindset, which we weren't before. Yeah. And, and the good point is that a lot of times you might've been, I was told by a lot of people in the industry of, um, a lot of authors and a lot of, um, business owners were telling me that they were on a plane a lot, traveling a lot, not spending time with family. Well, now it's like, well, I have no choice, but to spend time with family and maybe watch a little bit of Netflix. Um, it allowed that time to slow down and also to say what's important to me, because I, I think when you're on that road of just move, 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 you forget what, what is really important to me and how do I want to see my life going forward? Which for some people, the time to slow down really highlighted how wonderful their marriages are and how beautiful their families are. And the dark side of that story, which is true for a lot of people, is slowing down brought to the surface how not okay things are. And there was nowhere to run and we couldn't escape in our jobs or in our busyness. Yeah. And so highlighting all of the gunk that was under, you know, someone asked me, do you think the pandemic made mental health worse? I said, mm-hmm. no, I think it just highlighted what was already there. <laughs> but, you know, we do a bang up job avoiding our realities. Mm-hmm. And of course, it certainly made people, some people in some cases worse. But by and large, the pandemic brought up whatever was true for you is now true amplified. So yeah. if it was good, it's awesome. And if it wasn't good, oh my God, what do we do? But either way is a great opportunity for reflection and reconfiguring and actually choosing our life instead of living in reactivity and defaults. 
Ooh, I love that. Choosing your life instead of living in a default. Um, prior, I, I love my work life and my family life, but being the constant moving person of, you know, building my business or doing this podcast even, uh, I didn't really put my health at all on the equation and, and told myself there's not any time really for me to do much exercising or change how I'm eating because I'm just so busy. Um, but of course that did change for me um, during the last two years because I was kind of like, when, as you said, you kind of were having to deal with things that you were maybe putting off to the side and not wanting to deal with. And it, it became a great time for me to change some habits. And again, it's a great time to change, but it's also important for people who haven't been able to change habits to really give themselves not a pass, not justification, mm -hmm. but a lot of, okay, look at the ecosystem right now. If mm -hmm. you're not, you know, changing your life and baking banana bread and learning a new language, <laughs> like that's okay. So it's really, as people are setting goals and setting intentions, you know, for whatever to start with, what's a reasonable expectation of myself mm -hmm. give. And I think the number number one contributor to people letting their goals fall off or not, you know, doing the things that they want to do and being stuck mm. is that they're not setting reasonable. Ex and again, it doesn't mean you should give yourself a pass to do nothing. Yeah. It means whatever your environment is demanding of you are your goals in alignment with that reality. And if they're not, you're not going to meet them. And that's not your faults. Mm. Like that's not because you have a, a defect or because you're not capable. It's let's set goals that match our environment. And yeah. then as that changes, our goals can change. Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I remember years ago, I was getting started with an exercise program and it was so hard. I, I couldn't get, it was like a 50 minute program videotape at the time. And I was like, I couldn't get past 10 minutes. And, and you could totally get to the point where, well, it's not working and just stop because the 50 minutes is just too hard for where I was starting from. And so you just throw away the goal. And I came back to the tape and decided I'm just going to do 10 minutes a day until I can handle a little bit more. And within a couple months, I could do the 50 minutes, but it was allowing myself to set up a smaller goal that didn't make me feel like I was going to lose right off the bat. Yes. And not just allowing ourselves the smaller goals, but celebrating them. I have to push of all of the things I do in my practice. I have to challenge people really hard and give them a lot of neuroscience to back up why celebrating those small goals is mm. important. Mm. So now, it's not only give yourself permission to do 10 minutes, it's then after you do the 10 minutes or the two minutes yeah. or the 30 seconds, do a dance, turn on some music and celebrate. Cause what that does celebrating will actually prime your pump. Celebrating mm. tells your brain, Oh, whatever that thing was that we just did, let's do more of that. Mm. But if you make yourself do 10 minutes and then you say, Oh, it's only 10 minutes. What is it? Then your brain's going to go, Oh, whatever we just did was bad. Don't do that again. Mm. And so celebrating is a brain hack that can help us. So whatever teeny tiny little micro step you can get celebrate mm. it and those will compound and then you can get more of them and then those small changes turned into transformations over time i love it it's kind of like compound interest in your bank account i love that and many years ago i remember my dance teacher had said to me when i was doing um a bit and i was had a lot of trouble i'm not in any shape or form good at dancing but i kept i would end and go like okay tell me all my mistakes He's like, let's look at the things you did right instead of let's just look at your mistakes. So I think we can tend to look at what we do wrong or not get right instead of, as you say, let's celebrate the small wins. What did we get right today that we can celebrate? 
Yes. And then the pushback I get on that is, mm. well, okay, so you're, you're celebrating, but you know, you're just, what about the stuff you're doing wrong? And it's like, okay, fine. Let's make space for if there are things that I'm not doing well, or that mm. I'm not skillful at, I will allow that those it's like, what's the reality of my situation. Yeah. If I'm going to look at my situation with an honest lens and do an inventory, I'm mm. going to have things I'm doing well and things I could do better. Yeah. So let's just start with what we're doing. Well, it's not at the expense of the other stuff. It's mm -hmm. once you get the dopamine hit from, wow, I do a few things. Well, that dopamine hit will help you to go over to where things are a little bit stickier. Mm -hmm. So it's not one or the other it's both yeah. and, and start with celebrating. So you can do the harder stuff. Yeah. And I, I like that you say, start with celebrating instead of just beating yourself up and say, okay, here's what we can celebrate today. We did 10 minutes of exercise as opposed to nothing. And, uh, okay. Now what, what else can we look at? Okay. What am I eating? Perhaps I could, and you know, here's the part that's really hard when it comes to stuff like that. You're like, oh, I've heard people say, if you get rid of something, you're just going to crave it, crave it, crave it a bad behavior or in, in a case of a bad food, perhaps, or not so good food, uh, unless you replace that habit or behavior with something more positive, you're just going to be wanting to crave that. What's your, your take on that? So I'm not a nutritionist or dietitian, yeah. but I think there's enough research to show that, you know, people who restrict their diet and as somebody who had a bunch of eating disorders, <laughs> I can say the more restrictive that I got with the way I ate, the more out of control the behavior was. But mm -hmm. regardless of how you do the behavior management strategies, if you don't understand that there's a need driving your dive into the Ben and Jerry's every night. <sighs> You yeah. can replace it with banana yogurt or whatever the heck people are doing to fake ice cream nowadays. <laughs> like that's not going to solve the pain problem. Yeah. You've now shifted a behavior, but I promise you, if there's untended pain, that mm -hmm. habit that you've just managed is going to pop out sideways and it's going to be another behavior or a symptom or some other way of being in the world that feels uncomfortable. So we need to address the function. I, that is a really great point to go to because I, I may, I remember many years ago, and I've said this on my podcast before, I had gone through a horrible breakup and my way to handle it was like buy the store out and, and I crazy debt. So, um, and you know, so you could go, okay, I won't do that behavior, but we'll go to Ben and Jerry, both not the best behavior for yourself. So how do you go and work through pain? If you're now beginning to realize, okay, I've got this pain going on. I've now identified it. How do we begin to work through it? Mm, I love that question because it's such a more compassionate question. So, yeah. okay. So let's take a food binge issue. So whatever the thing is, whether it's heroin or Ben and Jerry's <laughs> or shopping, it doesn't matter. We have to start by just assume you're not going to kick this habit today. How can we start by minimizing the damage harm reduction? So again, harm reduction looks a different depending on what your thing is. But if it's causing you medical harm, can you medically intervene? If it's causing you social harm, like how can we put some parameters around the behavior so we can at least minimize the harm that you're doing? Okay. Yeah. Once we have that in place, because everyone's like, I just need to stop. I'm like, great. You're not going to today. Yeah. So maybe you binge on the pint instead of the gallon. Okay. Like that's where we start. And again, it's not justifying it. It's just yeah. saying, how can we reduce the impact that this behavior is going to have? one. Mm. Then number two, let's be willing to get curious. Most people are in there in a very well-intended effort to get to the solution, mm -hmm. bypass the function. And so you have to be willing to get curious about the function. And then step three is, okay, now let's dig and find out. 
Now, the function would be uh, how you look at it and, and the, the action you're going to take, the new action. What is mm. what, Okay. The function meaning I'm sad over my breakup and ice cream feels good or, you know, I'm sad because I lost my job and my dog and everything is going to pieces and so drugs. So, you know, again, Got it's it. not justifying it. It's this behavior is serving me in some way. Doesn't mm. mean it's good thing. It just means it is serving you. All behavior serves a function or we wouldn't do it. That's not how our brains are organized. So yeah. then we can get to what's our strategy for change, but that is not the first step. I'm so as a productive, like type a let's figure out a plan and go get it done. <laughs> I'm so sorry that like our brains are designed in a way that we have to identify and uh -huh. not for every single thing. So yeah. You don't have to dig deep for everything. But if yeah. you have a really compulsive, deep-seated habit that you've had for years, yeah. behavior modification will get you there, but it's it's really hard to sustain. That's more of a white knuckling. I'm just going to uh -huh. stay away from the ice cream versus I understand where that behavior came from. I'm willing to tend to it. And now I can substitute it with something that'll meet the actual need. Wow, uh, this is really fascinating. I, I remember a number of years ago, I would get really frustrated because I would work really late hours back in corporate, like every single day. And I find that, you know, my bosses were, I felt not rewarding me. And in one case, because they had to cut from every department, they cut me and I would, I, I took it personally. And I remember someone uh, saying to me, well, are you taking it personally because there's something else going on behind it? And because I had a bit of time before I got another job, what I did, I sat down and I journaled and I realized it's because I had this kind of people pleasing thing. Like I wanted to make everyone happy. So the staying late every day wasn't because I was the best damn employee ever, which I do like to be. It was really that I wanted people to like me and I wanted to please them. So there was something behind it that I got to. And so I think that's what you're referring to. Yes. And it's, you know, the shame thing is really mm -hmm. tough because it could be so shameful to admit, oh my gosh, I'm getting something out of this behavior. Yeah. Like, it's really shameful for me, or it was when I was working my program to be like, wow, I did drugs. And a large function of that behavior was I didn't want to deal with some realities about myself that were mm -hmm. really unpleasant or the harm that I caused. You know, I just wanted mm -hmm. to stay numb. So if we can take the shame thing out of the equation wow. and know that we know that shame will put us into complete immobility. So if shaming ourselves worked, we'd all be good to go and I wouldn't have a job. So like just from a, just a prat, like a pragmatic point of view, mm. let's try maybe not justifying, but putting aside the shame. Cause I think people in their effort to take account, which is good to take accountability for themselves, which like, yay, you can take accountability and be responsible for your choices without shaming yourself and mm -hmm. without beating yourself up. And so I think if we can get the shame out of the way, mm -hmm. then we can admit, okay, I'm a people pleaser. That's what this is. Okay. I know that's my thing. Oh, not my best look, but okay. What can we do about it now? Yeah. But we need to find safe spaces and safe people or safe enough to mm -hmm. be able to say, okay, here's actually what I'm really doing. Mm. Yeah. And really, I, I think it's useful and so much shame that you notice, okay, I feel shame and here's why. Now let it go. And instead of holding on to it, I think it's as useful for just that purpose, just to notice, okay, here's where my issue is. Now let's just move on from it. Now I, I see what the function is. I'm getting from a certain behavior. And now I can start to bring about better behaviors for myself. 
And here's the, and I agree with you. And here's the rub with that though, right? Mm -hmm. Because shame also serves a function. I'm with you. Like if you feel shame, yay, I'm not a sociopath because I have the capacity (laughs) to feel shame to my behavior. Now what do I need to do to move on? Uh But if we stay locked down in shame, and this one is so icky, but it's true. Mm -hmm. If I'm just in a swirl of my own badness, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like a reverse self-centered, self-focused thing. I'm Mm -hmm. so concerned with my badness that I can't, take the actions that I need to take to do a repair because yeah. doing a repair is really awful and feels really gross or making an amends mm. or changing a behavior. Shame is awful, but it too can become an, a suboptimal, but very functional way of avoiding ourselves. So mm. even shame can be a way that we avoid stuff, which is wow. weird. Yeah. That kind of procrastinating thing. Yeah. That we got, this has been fascinating. There's so much to go into. And I know your book goes way deeper. The science of stuck. Where can people get a copy, find out more about you? How can they do that? Uh, thank you so much. This went fast. <laughs> this I could go on for hours. So you can buy the book, the science of stuck, wherever books are sold. And you can find me on Instagram at Brit Frank or my website, scienceofstuck.com. Awesome. Well, Britt Frank, I just have to thank you again for coming to Savvy Broadcasting tonight and sharing your great wisdom. I do hope it helps anyone out there who is feeling stuck begin to look at what's going on and look at different functions and go past it and best year ever. So I thank you so much, Britt. Thank you for having me. Take care. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.